similar to what we did a few weeks ago and after Dave had his surgery. Um, so I'll start, I'll start with a song that, I, that I've liked for years, uh, number 859, if you want to turn there. Um, I'll talk about it a little bit here. In Romans chapter 3, we have a couple familiar verses. Um, verse 20, starting verse 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Now the word propitiation means to appease a spirit or a God. Um, it's kind of its, its meaning. Um, <clears throat> so this William Cooper that wrote this song, where, well, he, did, he didn't write the music to it, but he, he wrote the words. <clears throat> so he, as a young man, he, his mother passed away when he was six years old, and it was, um, it was, a, it was a devastating time for him, uh, from which he actually never quite fully recovered. Um, and uh, went through his times of depression and, and so on. And he, he finally got to the place where one day he, he was, uh, he is, his father had encouraged him to be an attorney. And so he had, had went to whatever law school they had at the time. But when the time came, he could not face the idea of taking this test. And so he threw his Bible away. He said, I'm done, I'm out of here, and left. Um, and some years later, he attempted to commit suicide. And for whatever reason, it failed. I, it, I don't know that answer answer to that but um, his friends recommended him going to an asylum so he did and there was a, a man that worked there that was a believer and, um, and so over the course of time in their conversations he, uh, he came to he was reading in Romans 3 one day and he came to verse 25 where he came to the phrase through faith in his blood and he's it resonated with him that this is what's missing in my life and uh, and so out of out of that um, time that he spent there in in Romans 3 verse 25 is where this song actually came from uh, that inspired the words that we have today <clears throat> in this song. He interestingly uh, enough sometime later bought a house right beside John Newton and they became good friends and spent many years together in ministry uh, visiting sick and so on. Uh, even though John John Newton did not write the music to this but but it was uh, it was just interesting that that they they came together and they spent a lot of time together. Um, ministering to people that were sick and, and had needs. <clears throat> the song starts out talking about 
a fountain filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins, sinners washing in the flood, lose all our guilty stains. And so I think he saw in, in, in this verse, he saw a picture of himself and, and what was missing in his life for all those years in which he then um, penned the words to this poem, to this, to this song, <clears throat> which I think was maybe a poem at the time. The music came a little later. But he said, he says, when we think of a fountain, we think of something that has plenty. There's lots of it, uh, is generally how we think of a fountain. Um, <clears throat> maybe a source that doesn't dry up. Um, in artesian wells, as we sometimes call them, you know, there's, there's those artesian wells around, and a few maybe more so back east than there are here. But they can flow for years and years and years and never dry up. They just always keep coming. Um, you know, when, when the Roman soldier pierced Jesus' side, it says the blood and the water came forth there. And I, and I think he's, it's a picture of, of there is a source that has more than enough. Um, there's plenty there. Um, and then he says, a sinner can wash in the flood that there's enough to wash. And through that washing, he says, we lose our, our guilty stain. So the stain of sin, the guilt and, the, and what comes with it um, is taken away. And, uh, and so even though he, he did minister uh, for, for a long time alongside John Newton, uh, he did face his other time. He did face times of depression even after that at times where he had to, but he, he had to continue to reach out to God. He talks about the dying thief. He says the dying thief rejoiced to see the fountain in his day. And may I there, though vile as he, wash all my sins away. And so he, he remembered, I think the, the writer remembered. So here's the thief. Me and him are at the same place. Um, we both need that cleansing. And, and I think that's where he, he was going when he, he penned the word there about the dying thief. And the, and the thief rejoiced that day. Uh, you know, Jesus' words to that man were, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And so he brought comfort, he brought hope to, to a man that had no hope up to that point. The dying lamb, thou dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power till all the ransomed church of God are saved to sin no more. <clears throat> you know, sometimes in our human experience, and we, we talked a little bit about um, deception and, and how it works, you know, in the children of Israel there, they saw what God did for all those years, and yet they still lost sight of what God could do. Um, and so we need to be reminded too, the you know the the dying lamb. He he gave his life. It wasn't it wasn't that the Romans took it. 
You know, sometimes we we kind of get this picture. You can get the picture from a Bible story book that the, the Romans did it. Uh, and maybe in a certain sense that was true. But on the other hand, we know that God, you know, Jesus gave his life. There was nothing that the Romans could have done had he chosen to do differently. And when this feeble, faltering tongue lies silent in the grave, then in a nobler, sweeter song I'll sing thy power to save. You know, it's, it's kind of, I think he's, he's looking ahead. He's, he's, seeing, he's seeing the future. He's seeing, yes, over the, you know, when I'm on the other side of the grave. <clears throat> and, uh, and I think it, it's, it's portraying to us that, that, you know, maybe we, so we, sometimes we sing the song, the music of heaven, and, and that's kind of what I'm picturing here, uh, maybe in a certain sense. Uh, you know, more than we can comprehend or understand, it's, it's beyond our ability to see. Um, and, and yet it's just a, a much grander, sweeter song. Um, and so, as I think about, as I think about this song, and, and I've listened to this song over the last number of weeks, I, came across this song and I listened to it numerous times and and um, wasn't actually till this morning I was like so who wrote this song what was behind this song and so I started digging into it a little bit but you know I think it's it's challenging us to to the thought you know in, and the challenge to me as I think about this song is okay so there's there's plenty the fountain flows it's it's never it never dries up, it's it's always there, um, and we have the example of the thief, um, and he says, he, he's, I think he was he was saying, I have confidence that your power is not going to dry up, it's never going to to cease, to be able to change me to do to do your work in my life in my heart, um, and then he looks ahead to eternity, and. Uh, and so I think the challenge is, let's look ahead to eternity. But we get there by seeing the power of Christ, by availing ourselves of the blood, and, uh, and of seeing him as having the power to change us, to deliver us, or whatever that looks like in our lives and our hearts. <clears throat> so I think we'll just kind of do what we did there a few weeks ago. I'll sit down, and uh, so you have a song you want to share a little bit. I encourage you to, to talk a little bit about it if you can. I mean, if you don't want to, it's, it's okay too. If you, or if you have a testimony of something that God did for you this week uh, that you'd like to share, that's, that's fine too. I um, encourage you to do that. Um, it's just a time of sharing uh, our testimony or what God has done or what, what it means to us, uh, a song, whatever that is. And so, close, I guess, when it kind of dries up or somewhere around 12 o'clock if it goes that long. Hopefully it does, but if it doesn't, uh, I'll close sooner. So, uh, and then Joshua, you'll kind of be prepared to lead. And if you can lead your own song, if you want to, that's fine too. So, 859.
And I just really feel the need of the Holy Spirit to guide me all the time. So it's just one of my favorite songs.
my mind is still on the last question of the Sunday school lesson. It um, really kind of spoke to me this morning as we were sharing in our class um, what does unbelief look like today and and I was thinking down the well Marlon's song there the, talking about the fountain of blood goes right along with it I was thinking that for myself I I forget um, about God's grace so much in my life and and when we forget that God's grace and Jesus's blood covers what we've done it causes us to continue to struggle and it, and it just makes that struggle deeper as I was thinking about the, the analogy of the fountain and when there's a drinking fountain somewhere and somebody walks up and pushes the button um, if it's working properly and Jesus is you know the fountain of blood always works properly um, it doesn't come on and off according to who's standing before it. Whoever pushes that button, uh, water comes out. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, or doesn't matter if you're, um, you know, a Jew or a Gentile or a, um, any kind of denomination. You know, there, there's nothing about you that is going to cause that fountain to quit um, bringing forth water if you push that button it's there it's there for everybody and and I find myself sometimes looking at at God's grace and Jesus's fountain of blood that um, I did this and so it's not quite as available you know it's not going to cover what I did as good as it's going to cover what somebody else did and and I was just thinking about that that you know the unbelief that that is, and calling it what it is it's it's unbelief to not believe that God's grace is is good enough and perfect enough and cleansing enough to cover whatever we have done, as long as we're pushing that button, so to say, so to speak, as long as we're asking for it, and we believe that it can save us and cover our sins then it then it does and it was just a challenge to me to to go back and and make sure that I do believe that I have the faith that God's grace Jesus's blood covers my sins I want to sing I don't got nothing to say about this, but this is my favorite song. I like the words to it. Um, 625. 